Welcome to The Mentor List. To turn you into the best version of you that's around. To seek support and you need to allow yourself to be supported. Really have a point of difference. What is precious, what's really important and then putting some boundaries there. The Mentor List specialises in interviews with top business minds. Gather their advice for your career. This is The Mentor List. Welcome to The Mentorist. I am Sharon Daly, Managing Director for Mentorist Talent, and I am co-hosting today's episode with a good friend and the Director of Mentorist Digital and Advisory, Peter Tchaikovsky. Thank you, Sharon. We are ecstatic about today's episode. We are diving in deep on a topic I am extremely passionate about and loving at the moment, um, women in leadership with a focus around the tech industry. On the show today, we have Dr. Catherine Lopez. Welcome, Catherine. Dr. Lopez worked in the data and analytics domain for more than 20 years internationally across a wide range of sectors. She has a unique suite of skills, including a deep technical background, focused business delivery mindset, strong storytelling communication, and excellent leadership skills. Her specialities are in machine learning, analytics transformation, data strategy and management, and end-to-end delivery. Catherine is an entrepreneur in the AI and data analytics space and an advisor for startups. She is also an active mentor and advocate for supporting women in data analytics and data science and bridging gaps between academia and industry. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you, Sharon. So, Catherine, we've just been for coffee and you managed to have two chocolate biscuits as well. So, I think we're ready to go. It's safe to say. Energized. Yeah, we're we're pumped. Excellent. So, Catherine, we've talked there about your background, your career, heavy in the data and analytics space as well. Can you talk us through your career and your journey as a woman in leadership? Think about my career and a journey. Hopefully, it doesn't sound like a job interview no, explaining no. my <laughs> stories. So, I started from the early 90s, so in the 1990s. So, that time, the information systems was very new. So, I started my study when I was back in China at that time. Yeah. From there onwards, basically, there was very new industry. And not really many people know what is information systems and the data warehouse and the database. So from there, I spent a little bit of time of working in the American company where actually they offered the opportunity for me to explore the field. But in the meantime, you're going to say that's very interesting when I look back my career and um, I get bored easily <laughs> if I don't progress. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, I like to teach. So that's where I spent quite a number of years in the university. I started teaching very early on in my age. So then what I went back after I spent years in the industry, I went back to university to teach what I have learned, what I have practiced. But in the meantime, I can use the time to progress to another more advanced field. So that will move to the business intelligence and business systems. Then went to the another one, which is I can, you know, the, at the time I already came to Australia and move to what we call data mining. Then then move to machine learning. 
and went to another part, which is AI.、Mm. So that's in the early beginning of two thousand.、Mm. Yeah. So at that time, is again, this is the same thing where not really many people, even in the research area, even in the university academic environment, not many people practice in that field.、Mm. So, but again, I myself and I like to practice. I like to do the real thing in commercial environment.、Mm. So that spent a quite long period of time, and juggling between these two. So I was teaching in the university, and then I want to practice. And I remember I applied for the grant, and the title was "Get Your Feet Dirty."、Mm. And it's because I was really want to bring the commercial application into the education, and so then people can practice and learn what they use for their career to move on. They can use when they go to the real workforce outside、mm. the university.、Mm. So. I spent a number of years in Australia. Then got the opportunity went to US. So went to US. That is started more on the consulting and also started more on the technology actually back end R and D and development.、Mm. So during that years, and I found well there is big gap actually in the leadership. There are so many people in the tech company, and you know, all. Male, but I did actually find my role model when I was in US at that time. So that's what actually inspired me, and I say I want to grow in the tech environment or in the data analytics environment and help more women and also myself to apply what we learned and to lead other people. So then, yeah. So that's also well. I had children, two children during that time. Then after a few years, I came back to Australia. So that's the time actually I started a job at NZ. Was quite funny. I came back to visit my parents, and I landed myself a job. Then went back to US and quit my job and brought my children back to Australia. So during that time, after I came back to Australia, it just a natural soil. For me to grow, because I have a lot of network here, and I can see my ex students was working in in that, and they recognize me, and also my ex colleagues, and then they work somewhere else. So that is a point where I started to think more about how to actually lead or how to be a role model myself, and for women in the tech field. Yeah, that's really interesting, Catherine. There's so much in there to you know to unpack and better understand. Could you share a bit in terms of you mentioned you're a role model, a person that that you looked up to. Could you share a bit more in terms of that person and perhaps you know give us some insight, please? Oh, so hopefully she you know later I will share this podcast with her as、mm. well. Her name is Dr. Radhika Kukani. Mm-hmm. So she is retired now, and she was the VP for the R and D in the software statistical software company in US. That is what's one of the best company before Google was ranked number one. And so, so yeah, and then so she, such a person where when is so accessible, she grew her career from the technical. Started being a technical person in the company, she had really good and depth of the knowledge and、um, in her field. Then she basically her leadership style is what I admired, and she is very reachable 
and accessible. And she led us through the difficult times and turbulent times by providing the transparency.、Mm. And we trust her. And so, in the meantime, also she is really、uh, helpful in that situation. There is no hierarchy between the so, so someone is as a developer or she is the VP,、mm. and she just is always there. And also, the one important thing she has a vision, so she led us through the R and D and the development. She has a vision. In the meantime, she is the mother. And it's just so wonderful. Like look at her; she, she never stopped pushing us, and even herself. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I agree. There's a common theme there when you mention, you know, about inspiring leaders. Trust is is something that always comes up once you have trust in someone and their journey and what they're doing. It's half the battle, isn't it, of learning from someone when you trust them as well. I hear that a lot that people are inspired by people in particular that they trust. So yeah. And Catherine, you mentioned earlier that because of your journey, you want to be there for women, particularly in the data and analytics field. And I know that you support STEM as well. So I wanted to ask you, as a champion of diversity, particularly you know helping women and supporting women, what is your perspective on one thing businesses and individuals can focus on to maximize their impact? Well, this is a hard question because I came from an analytical background,、mm. and so that's quite often they ask. Please excuse me if I'm talking that in a nerdy way. No, no, no. And、uh, they quite often say, "What is the most important factor, or which lever to pull, and so I can maximize my benefit or profit?"、Mm-hmm. I think this is really hard. If I think about it, I will say it's like a human for ourselves and the organization. Really important. The number one thing is the mind. So, it's the mind of say, stay focused, but you have to have a growth mindset. If you stay focused, deliver what you can deliver, then you bring the trust. But also, you have a growth mindset. So, when you have a growth mindset, you are more open to accept difference. You actually. More open to see the possibilities. Yeah. So that's what I think that we, as an individual or as organization, is most important for me. I can think about it. Yeah, the growth mindsets. It's really interesting. It seems to be critical, especially in these challenging times. You know, right now, to have some positivity and optimism, and to be able to see the opportunity. Perhaps, Catherine, you could share with us. A practical example around that that growth mindset and how you you've enacted that in your career. So, I think in my career and well, I think in many many ways of you know like they call forties midlife crisis, right? And I won't mention say that since we were just talking about to say that women turn forty, don't have your mind to. Give you the restriction to put something. Say you cannot do it. So that's the same thing. Where I will say that's a career transfer, which I have always at beginning. I like to teach, help other people, but I always contributed as individual contributor. And a lot of 
times when I was applying for the leadership role, and then the feedback they were given to me said, "Look, you you are being too technical."、Mm. So that was a really big challenge at that time, and so I doubted myself as well, and I say, "Really, this is what I'm good at." And is that a barrier for me to progress in my career to be the to go on the leadership journey? And so I spoke to a couple of my mentors, and I say, no. So that's trust yourself, and there are opportunities, and someone who has the growth mindset can see the potential in you, and then also you see that yourself, you practice it. Right, you don't need a title、mm. to practice the leadership. So then I would just keep on pushing and pushing, and keep on practicing. So it's not someone which is you being a leader doesn't mean that you definitely will have that title. So that is the growth mindset of you don't see they see something where you shouldn't go. You see the opportunity and resilience. You don't give up. So, with a growth mindset, it's not necessarily easy to practice. I think it's great insight, <laughs> Catherine. I, you know, I think that that notion of you don't need the title to actually do it. Yeah, you know, and, and to to live those values and, and demonstrate leadership, demonstrate optimism, growth mindset, regardless of where you're at in your journey. I think that's really great advice for listeners. That's awesome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Mentor List. A collaboration of business services and professional growth. We connect the very best minds and insights in Australia to accelerate personal and organisational growth by leveraging and learning through lived experiences. If you love what you hear and want your own direct access to great minds, visit us online to learn more about our mastermind groups, business advisory. Digital solutions and our talent division. We are mentorlist. dot com. You mentioned through your career, obviously, key things for you were growth mindset, resilience. If you were to look back on your career and your former self, what advice would you give? Do you think? Oh, that's also a hard question. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Um, all right. So I think for the listeners, this is really truly from my heart. And if I think what advice I can give to myself, where in the early career, yeah. And I would say I'm not blaming myself at that time, you know. But I would say really actively seeking out. Mentor opportunities. Now we, I know we are, you know, in the mentor list podcast, but it is really, really important. And I didn't do that, and I think this is、um, one lesson I learned, and one of the reason also motivate me to give back and also try to encourage people to do so. I spent too much detour in my career. If I have done that, and so proactively seeking mentor. And the mentors to guide me through in the career path which is I want to go, and I think there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of pitfalls or lessons I could avoid.、Mm. And、uh, however, life is a journey.、Mm. There, there is no straight line. 
And the thing is that time you don't really have much social network, no Facebook mm. and no linking. And I think that is something where if you look back and I will put myself into that, say, more open, more open and say vulnerable. Mm. And I wasn't. So I was worried or kind of may- maybe ashamed if I open up, say, seeking advice and then they think I'm stupid. Mm. So yeah, especially exactly. during my early career stage, and I say I want to be A plus all the time, mm. but you won't. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's where otherwise I'll get to myself. Yeah, that's fantastic because I know listeners will hear you and they will all relate because we all go through a patch of that. No matter where we are in our careers, we all go through that moment of doubt, and so totally relate. And I'm sure our listeners would relate as well to that, Catherine. So. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you as well is, as a leader for our listeners, what habits have served you well throughout your career as well as a leader? Oh, I I think there are quite a few. But if I think about it for my career and also as a leader, the first thing I would say integrity. So integrity is so this is something which is I quite often think about it, right? And so you take less share of your credit, of the credit of you take a little bit more of more share of the blame. So that I have the integrity. And that's with the message I send to people who work with me. And also accountability, which is I follow through. So that's we really, really important to build the relationship mm. and build the trust. So this something where well, I, you know, keep on reminding myself. And but served me well in my career, I think is work ethic. It's really work ethic of that is you my dedication to work and also how much effort what I put in the time and then you will basically it's infectious right so it's the energy and the dedication engines and people will get influenced by you by watching you what you're doing they get motivated as well so but if I think about the third thing is I'm a super organized person <laughs> and I think to to work with people and to get large-scale project done, and all with your life actually running multiple lines of your you know parenting career, and also you have to look after your elderly as well from our culture. Mm-hmm. So that is organizational time management, organizational skills, and time management is really critical for me. Yeah, that's it's really really interesting, and I think listeners will relate to those challenges. Be it you know family commitments, you know caring for parents or caring for relatives, especially in this you know COVID context that we're living in right now. That's awesome, Catherine. Like, are you able to to share? How do you strive for balance in that context? Because I can only imagine how difficult that is for you, and, and obviously. You've had, you know, a great deal of academic study as well in your journey too, which you know I know personally is a huge undertaking and commitment. Do you have any advice for people in terms of managing yourself and, and balance? And what can you share with us, please? So 
that is something where I'm still working on and trying to improve. And I heard about the juggling balls, mm-hmm. right? And so you just have to say this is the prioritization, the juggling balls. And some balls, they are the crystal balls. And some balls, they are the rubber balls. And some balls, you just, you don't really, if they break, they break, mm. right? So this is really important. I, I printed a juggling ball that's pictured right next to my office desk. Yeah, yeah I love that. In my <laughs> home office. I love that. And because that is a reminder for myself mm. and I say, look, I use the digital, all this Trello, all this the timetable and the calendar to organize my timetable. That is just the tools. But at the end of the day, it's you making the decision what area and who or what you get the most important, you know, the time you get to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. And so the important thing is, think about it. This is not only about balancing is about where you want to go and oh what with your life so if you th- imagine that's your career right if if your career is that's where's the direction i want to go towards ai and but in the meantime i want to stay in technology and plus i want to grow the business and domain knowledge so you already have three balls to juggle and so that's the direction you have to balance so that's is the life is much more than that. Mm. So that is where you spend time, where you put your energy, and we're going to see the result, right? So that is the part where people just have to. I spoke to one of my mentees, and I say, list, put it down. If you can measure it, and you can manage it. If you don't measure it, you cannot manage it. You don't know how much you are putting in. You don't know how much you're getting out. Yeah. yeah, spot on, Catherine. I mean, absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny when I hear you talk, it's relating so much to myself. And I look back on like what I used to do about things. And I'd always, sure, some of our listeners will do this as well. You start a task or something you want to do and you never complete it. So I started this thing, I remember, where I looked at the bigger goal, like you were saying. And then what I would do for the bigger goal, because it looked so overwhelming at the end, I was like, how do you even get there? And I would put three things on a post-it note and put it on my fridge. And there were three things towards that goal, but they were small. And so I would take those off for that month and go, okay, that's one, that's one. Okay, the next part of this to that big goal is another three things. And it's like that management of whatever noise is happening around that, those three things have to be done, whether it's personal, whether it's work-wise, it's all relevant. So I think for listeners, they, they relate to what you're saying and, and how you you manage it and look at it as well. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. And how about, Catherine, you've had some really interesting life experience in terms of you mentioned the US, Australia, China, like in a cultural sense. How have you been able to assimilate so well into such different cultures and different environments? You know, what, what's, what are your learnings from that, please? I think this is a really, really challenging question for mm. me, but I enjoy to be in the multicultural environment, right? Mm. So that when I grew up, as I felt I was always the outsider, so my family, they're like my aunt, they were ambassadors to the other country. So I was exposed to all different culture at that time. 
So it learned very early on different cuisine and different use, you know, that people use chopsticks and that we learned use fork and a knife and how should you sit with this different, you know, tradition and the other tradition. So I think at that time, and I was always curious about something is different. Mm. That is never have that. I think it's curiosity yeah. is curiosity helped me to open and into the openings to try. Mm. So once you start trying it and you really start to appreciate or learn and understand what is going on somewhere you are not used to, something you have never learned. So that is the one thing I think in practical sense, I another the what I got exposed to. But in the meantime, when I was young, uh, I grew up from from my mom's side is that uh, is very academic background and so we read everything you got to learn about Africa you got to learn what is in America whatever the book we can find and uh, we just have to learn and say that is you you learn something which is you don't know there is no limit but so from that perspective and the books actually opened your eyes and uh, we never, I didn't even have TV until we were like teenager at that time. And the only limited channel. So that's the limitation. The more thing you have never experienced and after you read it, and the more thing I want to learn about it. So then, like, when well, I came to Australia, so we're just spending, so don't hold back yourself into your pigeonhole. So we're talking about anchovy story actually <laughs> right in the cafe. And say there is never say, oh, I you say don't care. And I bet I was telling my children something you don't have to like it, but you should have the open minds, at least you try it. Yeah. So that is the multicultural thing which is happens with like my husband is was born in Brazil but he's American. So then we you know, I think, I think in the academic background, and we have really, we have a lot of people with very diverse background, especially for people who went through the PhD. And now during the time when I was in US, and that was, we call it a special village because there's a high tech, high tech village system on the East Coast, the most concentrated, PhD concentrated neighborhood. And if during the school holidays, you don't find many people there because everyone was from somewhere else. So that's you have so many neighbors and also people work with you from all different backgrounds. So you naturally you started learning different culture and a different type of food. We love food. I always think you are what you eat. Mm, mm, <laughs> Definitely. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that is the something where I do think this is really important to the diversity. Now, with you cherish what, you know, emerge yourself and don't be scared. Don't be scared because fundamentally we're all human beings and we all, the people kind to each other. That's what I truly believe, right? So that is something where the barrier between the culture, but there if you have something common to share, quite often again that's food, and you're gonna start your conversation. And you you start talking about the sports. So I do think this is really, really important. 
come to the environment for your career as well. Mm. Because now is everything is interconnected. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you have um, a favorite quote that you live by as well, Catherine? Oh, uh, in life, <laughs> it's, it's not necessary in life, but this is what I share with my team often, and I actually quite often this is two together. One is I think they were from Robert Ingersoll, and that is called "We Rise by Lifting Others." But in the meantime, I always use these two together. The other one is Africa proverb is. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. So powerful. That that's the two things which is I think they all complement each other, and that's where that I live by. With especially in a society with all the social animal and so human beings, and especially now think about what I came. You know, through the journey about individual contributor, but now I think it's more important to bring people together, and we grow together, and we go far. Wow, that's powerful. <laughs> I like that.、Um, yeah, and actually, what's um, I would like to learn and try new things. I didn't have the patience. I didn't have the patience like when I early twenties. I want to go far. I go sprint, right? So that is if I go long distance running or relay with my friends, and I won't be able to go there, you know, so fast. Which is I have so much things I want to learn. Yeah, but I think at turning moments, maybe thirty, forties, and then you, especially when you have children, you realize there is the more factor dimensions in your life, not just like you run one with another one's French. It's not like that anymore.、Yeah. And also to think about it, what you really. Passionate about, and so one thing I found myself is I like to help others. And what I used to teach, actually, I like to see people learn something, which is I can share. But it's only limited. Teach one subject. So now, after thirty or forties, and I start to say, look, I really want to mentor, like you teach people how to fishing, instead of give them fish, right? So that is I start thinking more and more. How actually is instead of、um, myself running fast, I want to bring more people. Life is a long journey. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's going back to what I said earlier, where I had the big dream and I I wanted to run to it, but then I stopped and made three points, and then just was like, start with these and enjoy the journey. It's about enjoying the journey, isn't it? Yeah. As you get to the big goal. So, Catherine, look, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today, and I applaud you for what you're doing for women in the data and analytics space. It's fantastic to see, and thank you for being so transparent today and sharing your story and being open and honest. And I applaud your open mindedness and and your leadership skills and your journey has been just amazing, and, and the insights into to who you are as a woman and as a leader has been great. So, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, and it's your Comment is just too kind for me.、Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on the show. Until next time, listeners, this is the Mentor List. Thank you for joining us today at the Mentor List. If you'd like to hear more or speak to us about recommending our next interview guest, come on through to mentorlist.com.au. You can also find out more about our suite of mastermind series taking shape in your area, your industry, and your discipline. 
We look forward to welcoming you to one of our events very soon. Stay tuned for another great show. Thank you for listening to The Mental List. If you like what you're hearing on The Mental List, the best way to support the show is to just take a few seconds to leave a rating and or comment over on iTunes. You can also find further information about this show and links to further episodes at mentorlist.com.au. Until next time, this is The Mentor List.